Chapter 1 It's Friday afternoon, the day before summer vacation, Ritsu just witnessed two of her friends kiss and confess their feelings for each other. It's a never-before-seen real-life incident, almost like a scene from a manga she thought. And that heart-stopping experience of just waiting to see whether Yui would be able to catch Nodoka in time or not was so memorable, everything was so perfect, yeah, it was planned by a crazy genius, but that kiss, their confession and their love for each other, they were all real. Ritsu listened to her classmates cheer and shout for joy for Yui and Nodoka. I'm glad they feel the same way as I do. It's an unforgettable day for Ritsu and for everyone else who saw the ultimate confession of the century. It was indeed an amazing day, and it made her a bit envious, deep down she wondered if she too would be able to find love. Having someone to love and being loved must be nice. Come on. Let's hang out and have our own celebration for Yui and Nodoka. Ritsu invited feeling too happy and not ready to go home yet. Ah, uh, sorry Rickchon my parents won't be home tonight so I have to entertain the guests that will be arriving later, Muji said. I can't come either, said Mio, feeling a bit uneasy. I, uh, I promised Mama that I'll help her with chores tonight. Eh? Then how about you too? Ritsu asked shifting her attention to Ui and Azusa. Sorry, I can't Ritsu-san, I have to go home and make dinner, Ui said with a smile. And my parents want me home early today, Azusa added. Ah, uh, you guys are so boring, Ritsu expressed her disappointment. After seeing that there's nothing she can do, Ritsu just lets her friends go in the end. Celebrating alone is just plain weird and miserable and boring, she thought while walking around stopping by from one shop to another. After half an hour, Ritsu decided it's time to head home, before she noticed that her drumsticks weren't in her bag. Where is it? She panicked a bit while thoroughly searching her bag. Then she remembered that she left them under her desk at school, she immediately turned around and made her way back to school. Good thing the sports clubs always stay late. Phew. Got it. Ritsu let out a deep breath after retrieving her drumsticks. She still didn't feel like going home, so she chose to roam around for a while. I wish Mia was here, it'd be fun especially with this creepy atmosphere, Ritsu thought as she walked through the empty wooden halls of the school. She stopped when Yui suddenly came to mind, she imagined how fast Yui must have run all over the school just to find Nodoka, she's not the type to have that much stamina, and yet she was able to do what was originally impossible for her. Is that what you call the power of love? And once again Ritsu wondered, how does it feel to love and be loved? The sound of balls bouncing interrupted her thoughts and the energetic shouts of the sports club's members. H.M.? I didn't realize I was already near the gym. Might as well check out how good our athletes are, she thought since she was already in the area anyway. Fortunately, the door was open, so she freely watched the activities in the gym. The volleyball club's the only one here, Ritza noticed as she took a quick look around. Minutes passed and Ritza found herself entranced by how intense the players were playing. Man. They're really taking practice very seriously, she thought after seeing their coach yell at them every time they make a mistake. Makes me feel a little embarrassed about our laxity. 
but it's really amazing how they could jump that high and do a spike, how the other team could catch that fast-moving ball and be able to return it to the other side. Really amazing, now I can understand why Mio really likes to watch SPO. Watch out. In the infirmary. Well, needed, rest. Ugh. Think, you sense. Ugh, my head. Sorry, but I... Huh, someone's talking. Don't war. Oh my, you're awake already? How are you feeling, someone asked, but Ritsu didn't answer. She was staring at a ceiling and took a minute to realize she's in the infirmary. Her whole head was throbbing, especially her forehead. She put a hand on the side of her head as she slowly sat up in bed. Don't push yourself. Again Ritzo didn't respond, but the voice sounded familiar. She looked to her left to see who was talking to her and stared at the person sitting on a chair beside her bed with squint eyes. Stop staring at me like that, as if you don't know who I am. Don't tell me you already have amnesia just from a little hit on the forehead. Ritsu took a few seconds to recognize who it was, Mika. Sorry, I'm still a bit drowsy. How's your head Rikchan? she asked with a smile, but still looking a bit worried. It hurts, but I'm fine, Ritsu said while rubbing her forehead. I'm really sorry about that, Akane could really have a very powerful hand sometimes. It's okay. It was an accident, so don't worry about it. So why were you in the gym anyway? And all alone? You're always with Mio-chan and the other light music club members, so seeing you there was a rare sight. Well I forgot my drumsticks so I came back for it. I did want to celebrate with them, you know for Yui and Nodoka, but they all had things to do, so I just randomly decided to check out the gym when I heard some people playing. Oh I see. That's too bad then, you guys weren't able to hang out and celebrate. It's fine. Maybe we could do it tomorrow with Yui. But they're both amazing, aren't they? With the confession and everything. They're really perfect for each other, and I'm just so happy for them. Though I was surprised at first, but in a good way, Mika expressed happily. I know what you mean. I feel the same way, Ritsu agreed. Made me a bit jealous of them. Really? How so? Well they have all those years of friendship as a foundation to support what they have now. It's like their relationship with each other is so strong nothing can tear them apart already. How do I put it? In other words, it's already perfect even before they started dating, Ritsu explained as she scratched her head. You know, sorry it's kind of hard to explain. It's fine, I think I understand what you mean, Mika said with a reassuring smile. That's why it sort of makes me want to be with someone too, Ritsu said blushing and feeling embarrassed. But you have Mio-chan, don't you? Aren't you guys childhood friends too? Huh? Yeah, but no way. We're just friends, Ritsu laughed at the idea. I'm sure Yui-chan and Nodoka-chan said the same thing before they confessed to each other. Well, that makes sense, but Yui and Nodoka are different from us, Ritsu said, 
putting a hand on her chin as she looked down. You two are a great combo, since you're always together. Just like Yui-chan and Nodoka-chan, Mika said with a smile. I did have a crush on Mio when we're in elementary, but that's it, nothing more. My feelings didn't even reach middle school. Well it was just a suggestion. So where's the nurse, by the way? Ritsu asked and changed the subject. Oh she said she needs to go to a staff meeting, Mika explained. I see. Aren't you going back to the gym and practicing with your team? You don't want me here? Mika asked teasingly. Ah uh, no. That's not it. I just thought that you guys are really practicing hard and I don't want to get in your way or something, Ritsu explained. Well we do have a game coming up in two weeks, but it's fine, I need a little break anyway. The coach is really strict whenever we have a game, Mika said and slouched on her seat. So you're using me as an excuse just to get out of practice? Well I guess you could put it that way, but that the nurse also said to look after you while she's gone so it's sort of a win-win situation. I get out of practice and you have someone to look after you, Mika said happily. No matter how I look at it, she's the only one benefiting in this. Well I guess I do have someone to talk to for a while. So the two of them spent almost an hour just talking about club, school, friends, sports, music and other random stuff. They're in the same class, but this is the first time they get to talk to each other like that, both having a good time learning about each other. And before they knew it, the sun was already setting. It's gotten pretty late, I guess I should go home, Ritsu pointed out. Are you feeling better? Mika asked again to make sure. Yeah, thanks. You should go back to practice too. Yeah, I should. Good luck with your game. Where will it happen by the way? Here at our school. Oh. Then maybe we could watch and cheer for you, plus Mio really likes to watch sports. Oh sure no problem, thanks. As long as you're free on that day. Then it's set, Ritsu said with a smile as she finished fixing her stuff. Check us out during our practice while you're at it. And you're welcome to join if you like, Mika said. Ritza laughed and said, I'll probably refuse that last one, I'm not that good at sports. After getting out of the infirmary, Mika walked Ritsu to the school gate before going back to the gym. At the gym. Mika took a very deep breath and prepared herself before going in. All right. Here goes, Mika took one step in the gym and almost immediately her friends jumped on her. Mika ah ah. So how was it? Ari asked excitedly and put an arm around Mika's shoulder. How was what? Mika tried to keep her cool. Come on, don't play dumb. I'm talking about your special alone time with Rikchan. What's special? We just talked. Who? You guys sure took your time with just talking, Ari teased. Geez, stop it Ari, we really just talked. But you guys were in the infirmary. Things should happen there, I mean it's a classic setting for getting to know each other and making L, you know, stuff. 
you should thank Akane for that and her epic fail spike. That means, Eri. Akane commented. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is the time you had with Rickshawn was like a once-in-a-lifetime chance for you and you didn't take full advantage of it. I mean, you've been wanting to have her alone with you all this time, don't you? Well yeah, but try to be real airy, it's not like we're even close or anything. And we did get to know each other by just talking, Mika pointed out. She has a point, Akane joined in. I think it's already a good thing that Mika got the opportunity to even talk to Rickjohn, considering the fact that she's always with her friends. Well, I guess you're right. At least now, things could finally start moving between you two, Eri said with a grin on her face. Shall we help you in your pursuit of your prince, princess? Eri teasingly asked. What? Princess? Where'd that come from? Mika asked, looking very confused. Didn't you say you wanted to be a princess? Akane reminded. In a play, yes, Mika clarified. Say, why don't we suggest doing a Romeo and Juliet play for the festival? Ari said happily. Yeah. Then we could have Rickjohn as Romeo, then have Mika play the princess, Akane said. Thanks, but you guys seem to be forgetting something, Mika said. Mio-chan, come on if Rickon's going to be the prince, there's no doubt Mio-chan will be the princess, always. We all know that. That's true, but Mio-chan seems to be the shy type, so there's still a chance, Akane encouraged. Yeah, that's D. Eri suddenly stopped from what she was going to say because of an evil presence she felt behind her. Mika and Akane felt it too, making them all paralyzed in their spots. So? What do you guys think you're doing? I don't remember giving you three a break. The three friends turned around with fear, see coach. W.E. jest. Twenty laps and don't you stop. Our Roger, said the three and started running. That night in Ritsu's room. Ritsu lay on her bed with her hands behind her head still thinking about the highlight of everyone's day. She then recalled her conversation with Mika earlier in the infirmary. But you have Mio-chan, don't you? Aren't you guys childhood friends too? Childhood friend, now that I think about it, when we were in elementary school, what was it that I liked about her, I can't remember. Ritza tossed and turned in her bed, trying to remember the reason why she liked her friend before. After an hour, she stopped thinking and ended up with a slight headache. She took out her phone and dialed Mio's number. Maybe I'll remember if I talk to her, it was ringing, but she wasn't answering. That's weird, Ritza glanced at her clock, 9 p.m., Mio's usually free during this time. I wonder why she's not picking up, is she still helping with chores? She stayed on the line until Mio's voicemail was the one that answered her call. She thought of calling their house but decided against it, I don't want to disturb her parents at this hour. I guess I'll just talk to her tomorrow. Chapter 2 Saturday morning everyone agreed to meet at the Hirasawas to have the celebration that was supposed to be held yesterday. Though they had second thoughts about it at first because Nodoka is expected to leave that day, 
Yui might be sad and not want to celebrate, they said. All the more reason we should do this. Ritsu persuaded, this will help cheer her up. Convinced by the club president's words, they are now on their way to the Hirasawas. Yui and Yui are at the airport, huh? Ritsa thought as she read the message from their guitarist while she made her way to their house. Well of course they are, once again this reminded her of her question of, how does it feel? She thought of asking the new couple, but decided not to because somehow it's embarrassing for them and her, well Yui might not feel shy about it though. But still I want to know, I wonder, if I could remember what is it that attracted me to Mio when we were kids then maybe, maybe I. Ritsu-senpai, a familiar voice, called out interrupting Ritsu's pondering. Yo. Azusa, Ritsu greeted. I see you're on your way to Yui's as well. Yes. Let's walk together, Azusa said happily. As they walk, Azusa notices something different, strange, Ritsu-senpai's awfully quiet. She looked at her senior to see if she could get any answer from Ritsu's expression. It looks like she's thinking about something, I would easily assume that she probably has some scheme in mind, but she looks so serious. She was about to ask what's wrong when, we're here. Ritsu excitedly announced to her junior. It's probably just nothing, Azusa thought and brushed off her curiosity. She rang the doorbell and Yui answered the door, as always. Azusa-chan, Ritsu-san welcome. Yui happily greeted me. Come in. So how's Yui doing? Ritsu asked. Is she all depressed or something? Oh no, actually it's the opposite, Yui said. Really? I was so sure that Yui-senpai would be sad today, Azusa said. Did something happen? Well, it's best if you guys see for yourselves. They went up to the living room and immediately, they were surprised to see someone that wasn't supposed to be there. Nodoka, slash Nodoka-senpai? Ritsu and Azusa said in unison. We had the same reaction when we arrived, Muji said, who was sitting beside Mio. What a surprise! Azusa said with a smile as she walked to the table with Ritsu and sat on the floor. I thought you're leaving today's senpai. Don't tell me you begged Nodoka's parents to let her stay, or could it be you kidnapped her? Ritsu said to Yui, teasingly. No way, my parents decided to let me stay at the last minute. It was a surprise for me too, Nodoka explained. Well then this calls for a double celebration. Ritsu happily said and put an arm around Yui's shoulder. Yeah, everyone said as Yui carried food from the kitchen to the living room. They didn't get the chance to plan on what they'll do so they just went with whatever came to mind, playing games, non-stop eating, and the expected teasing of the new couple in the group. Hold on, I need to use the bathroom, Ritsu said and excused herself from the table. I really can't remember no matter how much I look at Mio, Ritsu thought while she washed her hands after relieving herself. After letting out a sigh she turned off the faucet and decided to go back to her friends, I'll think about this later. Hi Ia. Ritsu jumped out of surprise when she opened the door and saw Muji standing inches away from the doorway. Mumuji, you scared me there. Sorry, 
I was just waiting for you to finish, Muji said with a smile. Well, couldn't you wait a little further away from the door? Anyway, the bathroom's all yours, Ritsu said and started to walk away. By the way, you've been staring at Mio a little too much ever since you got here, why's that Rick-chan? Muji asked to keep her smile, but her tone was different from what her face was showing and it made Ritsu a bit disturbed. No reason. Does it matter? Well, I just find it a bit unusual, so I want to know the reason behind it. Nah. It's nothing. Why don't you meet me at Max Burger later when we're done here, and let's talk about it. Nothing is never really nothing, there's almost always something in that nothing, don't you think so? Muji said and went inside the bathroom, not letting Ritsu refuse her invitation. Ritsu was just stunned that her friend knew, while knowing Muji, she'll definitely sense it. At Max Burger It was already four in the afternoon when Muji and Ritsu met at Max Burger. Not knowing what could possibly happen, Ritsu felt uneasy. Why do I feel so nervous about this? We're just going to talk, but knowing that I'll be talking to Muji about this feels like a bad idea. Both of them didn't say a word to each other until after they got their food. So what's up? Muji immediately asked the moment she and Ritsu settled down in their seats with their order on the table. Really Muji, it's no big deal, Ritsu said, trying to have her friend let go of the issue. You say that, but you're here right now, Muji said, before eating a French fry. What do you mean? I mean, if it's no big deal and you don't want to talk about it, why did you come here in the first place? Why did you meet me? You even ordered a big meal, a special burger, extra-large fries, a sundae, and a large drink, as if our conversation is going to last for hours. Or are you nervous about something? Well, that's, Ritza looked away trying to think of an excuse. Hmm. Muji just looked at her with a smile. Feeling pressured, Ritza finally gave in. She sighed and said, fine, the truth is, you know, with how Yui and Nodoka are together now? I'm sort of, you know, I just got, sort of, um, jealous? Muji finished Ritsu's sentence for her. How did you? Ritsu immediately covered her mouth, stopping herself from shouting. It's not that hard, Rikchan. The moment you mentioned Yui-chan and Nodoka-chan, I already assumed that's the case. Why else would you keep staring at Mio-chan earlier? You two are childhood friends too, right? Could it be that you're hoping to be in a relationship with her too? Muji said before taking a sip from her soda. What? No, that's not it. I swear. Ritsu rapidly waved her hand with a blushing face. Though it's true that I'm a bit jealous, I'm not thinking of having a relationship with Mio. I just want to know how it feels when, you know, when, you're in love, Ritsu explained looking down feeling very embarrassed. Muji's eyes widened upon hearing Ritsu's words and didn't respond for a while. Wawat asked Ritsu when she noticed Muji staring at her with a surprised expression on her face. Oh sorry, it's just that. I never thought you'd be curious about love, Muji explained. 
So why were you staring specifically at Mio, if that's the case? Well, because I had a crush on her when we were in elementary school, and I'm trying to recall what made me attracted to her. You mean you're trying to remember the feeling you had back then? Yeah. That's it. Ritsu excitedly pointed at Muji, for giving the right answer. If you do remember, what then? Huh? Then I'll know what it feels. And? What else? What do you mean? Is there more to it? Tell me the truth Rikchan, do you really not intend to have Mio-chan as your girlfriend? Huh? Yeah I don. Rikchan, when you remember the feeling you had for Mio-chan, before would also mean that you'd most likely be falling for her again. Do you understand? So your statement about not wanting Mio-chan to be your girlfriend completely contradicts what you want to happen. Eh? What Muji said surprised Ritsu, she didn't realize that that was what she was aiming for. Then, I guess that wouldn't be so bad. I mean, Mio's smart, cool, funny when she's S.E.A. Wait wait hold on there, Muji interrupted and put a hand in front of Ritsu. So what you're saying is you'll go for Mio-chan? Yeah. B but you don't even love her that way, and she doesn't feel that way towards you, Muji said, and started to sound a bit distressed. That's true I don't feel that way, for now that is. And how did you know about her feelings towards me, asked Ritsu, while looking at Muji very suspiciously. Eh? I, uh, I asked her before and she said she just sees you as a friend, the blonde said calmly keeping the stress and panic within herself. Oh I see. Well maybe I'll just start courting. No. Muji suddenly said and slammed the table with her fist, startling everyone around her. Is Muji mad? I've never seen her get angry before. Am Muji? What's wrong? You can't just force something between you and Mio-chan just because you're jealous of Yui-chan and Nodoka-chan and you want a love of your own, love takes time. And don't talk as if it's just nothing, love shouldn't be taken lightly. I get it so calm down Muji. Everyone's looking this way already. Ritsu pointed out. Oh, excuse me, Muji blushingly said and kept her head down. Anyway, keep in mind what I said, okay? Ritsu nodded and both of them talked about something else until they're finished with their food, and then parted ways. As expected, Muji's really serious when it comes to love and such. But I don't really blame her though, everything she said made sense. Ritsu pondered as she walked along the sidewalk. Then again, it's not like I'm really going to force anything on Mio, I'll just, O.W. Something hard suddenly bounced off Ritsu's head from behind, interrupting her thoughts. Sorry, someone yelled out. Ritsu rubbed the back of her head while she turned around to see who it was, Mika. Rikchan? Oh. Rikchan. I'm really sorry about that, said Akane with an apologetic face. Ah uh, no, it's fine. Good thing it wasn't as strong as last time, Ritsu said with a friendly smile and picked up the volleyball for them. Wah. I'm sorry about that too. It's okay. Anyway here, 
I see you guys are still practicing even outside the gym. Ritsu handed the ball to Mika. Thanks. And I see you're all alone again, Rikchan, Mika pointed out. I was with my friends earlier, we had that celebration already, Ritsu explained. Really? That's great. So W-H-E. A-H. I forgot I needed to go home and help my sister with her homework, Ari suddenly said, interrupting Mika. And Akane promised to help as well. Eh? I did? Akane asked, looking confused. Yes, geez Akane, you're so forgetful. We were just talking about that a while ago, Ari answered her friend while winking at her multiple times. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry, how silly of me, Akane said after understanding what Ari's winks meant. So, uh, we'll go ahead now. Ari said and immediately dragged Akane with her. H. Hey. Wait. I thought you guys were going to help me with my shopping? Mika reminded. Rikchan will help you so see ya. Eri then ran away with Akane. Wah? Mika finally realized what her friends did and why. She turned her attention to Ritsu and shyly said, Um, sorry about that. You don't really have to come and help with my shopping. It's okay, there are some things I need to buy as well so let's keep each other company, Ritsu said with a smile. Oh okay. DVRR's Mika checked her phone and saw a message from Mary, enjoy your date, winky face, that eri. What's wrong Mika? Ah, uh, and nothing, El let's go, Mika said, hiding her blushing face from Ritsu. It didn't take too much time for them to buy the things they needed, since they already knew what to buy and where. In fact, they only went to two stores, the music and sports shop, but they still took almost an hour from each store. What took most of their time was their conversation with each other. They couldn't stop talking and sharing some knowledge about music and sports. And it was undeniable that they're both having a great time learning about each other. At a family restaurant. Man, I'm hungry. Ritsu said and slumped into her seat. After 30 minutes of shopping and almost two hours of talking while walking the two finally ran out of gas to keep going. They lost track of time and didn't realize it was already 7 in the evening, so they decided to eat dinner before going home. So you said you're a setter? Ritsu started soon after the waitress took their order. Yup, Mika answered happily, thrilled that Ritsu remembered her position in the team. I'm the one who tosses the ball up for the spikers. Oh, I thought anyone in the court could do that. Well, not necessarily. And Akane's a spiker, right? Yup, and the best one in the team. She's very accurate and powerful with her spikes. Of course, no doubt about that, Ritsu said and put a hand on her forehead, remembering the hit she got from Akane the day before. Does it still hurt? Mika asked worriedly. Nah, it's fine, I just remembered how SEA, I mean strong her spike was. That's good to know. By the way, I've never been in this family restaurant before. Is the food here great? 
I mean you even suggested this place. Not so sure about the food, but their chocolate cake is pretty awesome, Ritza grinned. So how did you learn about this place? From Sawachan, you see we followed her to this place when she met a friend of hers a few weeks ago. Why? Mika asked looking very confused, but at the same time interested. Let's just say we like to learn more about her private life. I'd like to know too, Mika enthusiastically said. Thank you for waiting, the waitress arrived with their order in hand. For some reason, it's exciting to know, right? But let's eat first, then I'll tell you everything I know. After spending another hour and a half, Mika and Ritsu are finally done and ready to go home. Thanks for today, I had fun, Ritsu said with a smile. Really? Air, I mean, I should be the one thanking you for helping me with my shopping. It's no problem like I said it was fun, I got to learn more about volleyball. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys play. We actually have a practice match tomorrow at noon, why don't you come and watch? Really? Sure, why not? Yes. She said yes. Can I bring Mio along too? Huh? Oh, eh, sure, of course, Mika answered looking away and a bit disappointed. Great. I'll see you tomorrow, Ritsu waved goodbye and walked away. Ritsu took out her phone to let Mio know about the game tomorrow, but she was surprised to see 10 missed calls and 20 messages from Mio. Heck. Why so many? She thought Ben dialed Mio's number. After ringing once Mio answered. Hello? Ritsu? Mio, what is it? Sorry, I wasn't able to. Where the heck are you? I got worried when I called your house and your mom said you're still not home when we all left Yui's house five hours ago. Calm down Mio, I'm fine, I just did a little shopping and I bumped into Mika along the way so we just hanged out a bit. Oh thank goodness, I thought you were abducted or something. By the way, Mio, do you want to watch a volleyball game tomorrow? Sakura High is going to have a practice match tomorrow at noon. Really? Sure, okay, who are they up against? I don't know. I forgot, anyway, so see you tomorrow then? Yeah. See you. She's excited. That Mio. Wait, what was I thinking before about her again? Ritsu stopped in her tracks and started thinking. What was it? She scratched her head and after a while she remembered. Oh right. I need to remember the feeling. I can't believe I forgot that. Why? I guess I got too distracted today. Chapter 3 The alarm clock sounded at 7.30 a.m. waking up Mika from her slumber. Ugh, prepare, need to prepare, match later. She lazily got off of bed after turning her alarm off and opened her window curtains. Ugh, so sleepy, why do we have to go to the gym so early on a Sunday? Coach can be really demanding. A practice match is still a match, so it shouldn't be taken lightly, she said, but I say she's just too serious. 
Mika then turned her attention to her table and immediately the sight of the plastic bag from the sports shop she went to yesterday fully woke her up. That's right she's going to watch today. I need to prepare. She looked at the time and, gah. 7.33? I'm going to be late. Mika ran all over the second floor of their house, which her mother didn't tolerate, Mika-chan. Stop running and stomping all over the place. After five minutes, she was running downstairs and straight into the kitchen to eat breakfast. Mika-chan chew your food. Why are you in such a hurry anyway? Your coach said 8.30 right? It's only 7.40 and why are you wearing your knee pads and jersey already? Your game isn't till noon. You even used the new ones you just bought. Geez mom, you ask too many questions. I need to be early so that I can start warming up. You're really taking this practice match seriously, huh? A practice match is still a match so it shouldn't be taken lightly. Are you sure you should be wearing your jersey this early? It will be drenched in sweat by the time your match starts. Mom jerseys are meant to be drenched in sweat anyway during games. Besides, I have a spare, so it's fine. Mika drank a glass full of orange juice before standing up from the table. Done. I'm off to see you later. Wait. Do you have everything you need? Mika opened her bag to check, towel, check, extra shirt, check, volleyball, check, water, check, food, check, everything else, check. See ya mom. Mika said, then ran out of their house. Hey. What's with that everything else? You didn't check properly, her mom shouted, but Mika didn't respond anymore, but waved goodbye instead. At the gym. Mika arrived at the school gym 30 minutes early from the call time, all right. Let's get this started, she said to herself feeling extra motivated from the fact that Ritsu's going to watch the game later and started stretching. By the time their coach arrived 15 minutes later, Mika was almost done with her warm-up exercises. Mika? I didn't expect you to be here so early. Oh. Coach Koga. Good morning. Why are you so early? The Sikimika, I know, is always late. That's mean, coach. Just when I decided to put in the extra effort to be early today, this is how you treat me? Mika pouted and put her hands on her waist. I can't help it, I'm not used to you being so early. Oh, Mika, coach. Mornin, a familiar voice, called out. It was Eri and Akane walking side by side. Well, I'll be in the office, let me know if everyone is here already, Coach Koga said and walked away. Mika, why are you in your jersey already? Eri asked happily. I'll tell you why if you two apologize for leaving me all of a sudden yesterday, Mika said and started cracking her knuckles. Hey Akane save me. Eri immediately hid behind her friend. Eh? Hold on Mika, um, ah. Uh. Are those your new knee pads? Akane immediately changed the subject. Huh? Why yeah, Mika's mood instantly changed. 
Eri then saw the blush on her friend's face and knew why, what's this? Yellow knee pads? I thought you said you wanted black knee pads. Oh yeah, you did say that. I would understand if it's red because it's your favorite color, but yellow. Akane started questioning it too. Well, I don't see anything wrong with wearing yellow, it's cute, Mika said and turned away. But I thought you hate wearing anything yellow when playing because it represents cowardice and deceit, Akane said. I it also means optimism and cheerfulness, so it's fine. Oh really? Eri said, smiling mischievously. Could it be, Rick-chan was the one who chose those knee pads for you? Mika didn't answer, but her blushing face was already enough for a response and for Eri to keep teasing her friend. Oh. By the way, why are you here so early? I've never seen you early for practices or games ever, are you excited or something for some reason? I bet she's going to watch our practice match today. Oh look the others are here, I'll just inform the coach," Mika said pointing at the other members coming in and hurriedly walked away, avoiding Aries teasing. Whoa good timing, geez that Aerie. Rick-chan is definitely coming later, you can see it from her face, Aerie whispered to Akane. Yup, Akane happily agreed. An hour before the match, the volleyball team from the other school arrived and started their preparation. Friends and supporters of both teams also arrived a few minutes later. It's only a practice match, but both teams are taking this seriously and the tension in the gym is increasing. Only 10 minutes left before the game and both teams are given the chance to have their final warm-up and ball handling drills. Good luck, Mika-chan. Mika-senpai. You can do it, yelled the Sakura High students. Mika smiled and waved at her supporters from the bench. Well, aren't we popular? Mika turned to her side, Rick-chan. I'm glad you made it, huh? Where's Mio-chan? She's outside talking to someone in the foe, G-A-H. Rick-chan. Are you okay? Mika worriedly asked. A-H. I'm sorry. Akane yelled while running towards the bench. Rick-chan. Are you okay? I'm really sorry I slipped when I was going to hit the ball. I'm really starting to think you have a grudge on me and you're hitting me on purpose, Ritsu said while holding her head. That's not true. That was just an accident I swear. You should be at least used to it by now, Eri said and put an arm on Ritsu. I don't want to end up having a hemorrhage, hmm? Eri, why are you wearing a different colored jersey? A curious Ritsu asked. That's because I'm special, Eri proudly said. Stop joking around. Nope, she's right, Rick-chan, well sort of, Mika said. Eh? How is she special? Princess Mika. Coach Koga said it's time for the coin toss, a junior called out making Mika blush now that Ritsa heard it. Princess? Eri. You told them to call me, didn't you? Mika scolded her friend. I didn't, I just told them you want a princess role in a play that's all, Eri explained. Why you? Really?
Well, that kind of role suits you, Ritsu commented, making Mika's face turn bright red. Oh, you're wearing the knee pads, it looks great. Ritsu added. T thinks, Mika shyly said. I, I need to go now. Yes, too, Eri said. Sorry again, Akane apologized before running to their coach. Good luck, I'll be cheering for you guys. Ritsu excitedly said. Outside the gym. Now where did Mio go? The game's about to start, Ritsu went out the gym and saw her best friend still talking on the phone. Who is she talking to? She seems troubled. I wonder what they're talking about. Ritsu went a bit closer hoping to hear something. I keep telling you, we're just going to watch a volleyball game. Did she forget to ask permission? You're not making any sense, we already talked about this before, why are you so mad, hello, hello? She hung up on me. Mio? Ritsu. Oh hey, what is it? Mio said, forcing a smile. Come on, the game's about to start. All right. Let's go. Who were you talking to? You seemed really bothered, Ritsu asked. Huh? Uh, my cousin. Which one? T the one you never met before, Mumitsuki. That's right Mitsuki-chan, she wanted to hang out today and she's been bugging me all day about it but, you know, I said we're going to watch a game. I see, how come I've never met her before? Well she's staying in London with her parents and just came back for the summer, Mio explained, avoiding eye contact. A anyway, let's go. Yeah. Mio chose to spend time with me rather than her cousin, Ritsu smiled and said happily, I hope we win. Yeah. Thank God Ritsu stopped asking, but I wonder why she suddenly invited me to watch and why only me. More importantly, why is Muji so mad today? Did I do something? Was it because I only told her about it this morning? But she never had any issue with that before, asterisk si asterisk maybe this was a bad idea. Chapter 4 Back in the Gym When Ritsu and Mio got back in the gym, the number of audience that came to watch and support increased. Cheers for their school echoed in the whole gym while the players had their final preparations and the coaches gave their last advice and orders. Isn't that Ichigo? Ritsu pointed to the pigtailed girl sitting by the courtside. I guess she's the play-by-play -play announcer, Mio said after taking notice of the mic that was in front of Ichigo. Play-by-play? -play? What's that? They're the ones who give a running commentary of a game. Oh, come on. Ritsu then dragged Mio as she ran towards their classmate. Why, Ritsu? Yo. Ichigo. Ritsu greeted me. So are you the play-by-play -play announcer? Yes, Ichigo nonchalantly answered. I didn't think they'd have a commentator in a practice game and what's with this crowd? Mio asked after realizing the large number of people at the second floor of the gym just to watch a practice game. I know having a play-by-play -play announcer is just nonsense. It's like they're saying that these people are blind. 
Oh well somehow I understand, both the teams and their supporters are taking this seriously they want to treat this as the real thing. These two teams have been rivals for so many years, Ichigo explained. I never thought you'd volunteer for this job, Ichigo, Ritsu commented, knowing how Ichigo looks so indifferent about so many things. I didn't. The one who was supposed to be doing this called in sick, so the coach made me do it. I thought so. Say, can we take the seats beside you? Ritsu asked. What? We can't do that, we don't have any reason other than to watch, Mio opposed. Then you could be the scorer, Ichigo suggested. Thanks Ichigo. Now we could have front row C. Mio immediately said okay and took a seat. Well, that was fast, Ritsu said while taking a seat beside Ichigo. She felt happy to be able to give Mio the best seat in the house. I'm surprised to see you two here today, Ichigo said to the non-sports club members. Well I invited Mio to watch and I promised Mika I'd watch their game today and the one next week, Ritsu explained. I see. Oh by the way, why is Eri wearing a different colored jersey? And it's the same with that one player on the other team. I've been wondering the same thing for a while now. Whenever I watch volleyball matches, there's always one player with a different uniform, Mio said. That's because she's a libero, Ichigo answered. What's that? Mio and Ritsu asked in unison. A libero is a defensive specialist that can only play at the back row. They don't count as substitutions so they can freely enter slash exit the court without the need to inform the referee and replace any player in the back row only. However, they are not allowed to block, attack, nor serve. Her main job is to dig, pass and keep the ball alive, Ichigo explained. But why do they have them wear different colored uniforms? Mio asked again. I don't know I didn't come up with such rules. Right. Sorry, Mio said and looked down feeling embarrassed of her lack of common sense. You said dig, what's that? Ritsu asked this time. Ichigo sighed before answering, digging is preventing the ball from touching one's court after a spike or attack, particularly a ball that is nearly touching the ground. Ooh, I'm learning, Ritsu said happily. Yeah, Ichigo you know so much about volleyball, Mio praised. Not really, the Batten Club shares the gym with them for three years so the chance to learn something about volleyball is there at the Sakura High Bench. Look Mika reckons at the courtside with Ichigo, Akane informed her friend. Really? Mika immediately shifted her attention to the announcer's table. Why is she there? Why not? That only means she really wants to watch you closely, Princess, Eri said teasingly, making Mika blush. Why do you have to say that? Now I'm nervous. Mika complained. I didn't know Mio-chan's with her, Akane pointed out. Well Rick-chan mentioned she'd invite Mio-chan today, Mika's enthusiasm dropped when she saw Mio. Get your head in the game. I don't want you losing focus before the match, Coach Koga reminded her players. Yes, Coach. Mika.
why yes. Listen, Coach Koga then put an arm around her shoulder, instead of getting conscious, because Tainaka's watching use this opportunity to show off your awesome skills as a setter. Alright. That makes sense, wait. Coach you know. Everyone in this team knows. What? That doesn't matter right now. As I was saying, what if the ever-popular bassist Akiyama Mio is with her? You're popular too, so this is your chance, yes we know the childhood friend often wins when it comes to love, but that doesn't mean you don't have any fighting chance right? Now, make her look at only you, make her forget about Mio, show her what you've got. Yeah. Mika shouted and was all fired up once again. Her teammates could also feel her fighting spirit and was easily influenced by it. That's the spirit. Eri cheered. Let's win this thing. Mika said to her teammates and raised her fist. The rest of them did the same and said, yeah. The game is going to start in just a few seconds and Ichigo is looking at her watch, counting the time remaining before she starts the introduction. The crowd settled down a bit, the players all pumped up and ready to go, everyone anticipating Ichigo's announcement of the start of the game. 5, 4, 3, 2. It's now time to start this practice game, Ichigo said emotionlessly. Hey, couldn't you do it with more energy? Or at least sound a bit excited. Ritsu whispered thinking Ichigo ruined the happy mood of the audience when cheers from everyone in the gym suddenly sounded despite the announcer's unenthusiastic start. Why? It's a practice game, Ichigo answered the drummer and emphasized her point. Ritsu let it go, since people don't seem to mind Ichigo's aloofness. I'm Wakuji Ichigo, and I'll be the play-by-play -play announcer for this match. So let's get this thing started and over with so the battle club could finally use the gym. Hey Wakuji. No unnecessary statements, Coach Koga. Ichigo looked at her and said, moving on. Don't ignore me. This practice match will be between Sakuragaka High and South Midori Academy. As always, this game will consist of five sets, the first team to win three sets wins the match. Come on Ichigo liven it up a little, give the people a little info or trivia about these schools or something, Ritsu suggested. That doesn't make any sense, do you not see and hear how pumped up the audience are already? Plus the people already know everything about these schools and their players. But I guess you're right, I'll give it a try, Ichigo said, and then proceeded. The referee, assistant referee, and line judges for today are not really important. Hey, the officials complained. Well, it's true, people don't really care about your names, they care more about the calls you guys are going to make during the game. Hey, Wakuji. Do your job right, Coach Koga yelled out. By the way here's another trivia about our officials today. Did you know that they, together with Coach Koga and Coach Utagawa, are graduates of this school? They used to play volleyball together, so if ever there seems to be any biased calls later you all know why. Stop ignoring me Wakuji, and that won't happen. How's that? Ichigo consulted Ritsu after taking up her suggestion, completely ignoring Coach Koga. Wow, 
I didn't know that. That was good, well, it could have been better if you didn't have such a cold tone. I can't do anything about that. By the way, what are line judges? Ritsu asked. The line judges are the ones with flags and stand at the corners of the court watching the lines to indicate whether a ball in play falls in or out of the court, Mio answered this time. Oh, I see. Now that takes care of the officials, it's time now to announce the first six players from Sakura High. Number 15, Uba Au. Number 10, Nakanishi Tashimi. Number 8, Wajima Maki. Wing hitter number 2, Satu Akane. Libero number 1, Taki Eri. And last, but not least, captain and setter number 7, Siki Mika. Eh? Mika's the captain? Ritsu accidentally interrupted out of surprise. I'm surprised you didn't know that almost everyone in this school knows. I'm more surprised with how popular she is, I mean look at how they're cheering for her, Mio said after hearing the crowd cheer for Mika. I think you guys have an equal number of fans so don't be jealous, Ichigo said and put a hand on Man's shoulder. I'm not jealous. But I noticed the Sakura High fans started cheering loudly when you mentioned the last three players, I wonder why, Ritsu said to Ichigo. Well that's because they're the best at what they do. Akane was awarded MVP for two years in a row, Eri was awarded as the best liberal for two years in a row, and Mika was awarded as the best setter and captain of the year for two years in a row, plus some other awards like best digger, best blocker, best attacker, best server and so on. But don't worry, other players also got some awards, I think. Also, it's because of them that Sakura High won the national championships for the fifth time again last year, of course their teammates helped too. It's said that coaches from different universities are already planning to recruit them. Mio and Ritsu just ended up gawking after hearing the Sakura High volleyball team's achievements. What? You don't read the school paper? The Light Music Club is so carefree. Well, we, Ritsu has trouble thinking of an excuse. Anyway, the only team that is always a great threat for Sakura High in winning championships is South Midori Academy. They're a good team, but not good enough I guess since they've been hoarding silver medals for the past five years, Ichigo added. A amazing, was all the two best friends could say. Amazing I never knew that they're this good, Ritsu then looked at Mika and the others, they don't look like the classmates and friends that I know especially Mika, it's written in her face that she's all fired up maybe because she's the captain and she probably got everyone else to feel the same. Amazing focus, despite that this is just a practice game. Meanwhile, Ichigo let the fans cheer it all out before proceeding with the introductions of the other team and after a minute she finally got the chance. Now the first six players of South Midori Academy are Captain and wing hitter number 9, Kagiyama Satsuki Setter number 20 Aki Yuko. Libero number 13, Andu Hikari. Number 3, Izuka Maya. Number 6, Erita Yuki. And number 25, Yusami Kid. Supporters of SMA cheered as loud as the fans of Sakura High, not letting them to be out cheered by the opponent. 
The players are already in position and just waiting for the first whistle of the game. Yusami Keat of SMA will have the ball to serve. And the first whistle was blown, a jump serve from Yusami. Ball received by Eri, passed it to Mika and Akane jumped for SPI. Oh, but Mika suddenly used the tip catching the SMA blockers off guard and Sakura Hai got the first point. What's the tip? Ritsu asked, getting curious again. It's when a player softly touches the ball just over the net or over the blockers, Ichigo explained again. Cool. I was sure Akane would hit it. It was a bluff and the blockers fell for it. So that's what that move is called, now I know, Mio commented. Be sure to keep score, Ichigo reminded. It's not Ganeshi's turn to serve Sakura. There's the whistle and the jump serve, a sharp serve there. Received by Aizuka set up by Andu and a tip from Kagiyama, and the ball went over the Sakura blocker she almost killed the ball, but Eri got the blockers back and saved it. Followed by a jump set from Mika and Akane finished it fast and hard SMA didn't even have enough time to react, and that gives Sakura another point. It's now two to nothing. Nakanishi serving again and, oh too bad SMA Libero Andu wasn't able to save it, it's now 3 to nothing and that's one ace for Sakura. Timeout, an irritated coach Utagawa shouted. Timeout SMA. Amazing. Eri saved that ball so effortlessly, it's like she already knew where the ball would land in advance. Also, that last attack of Sakura High was so fast and Akane hit it so hard I barely saw the ball, Ritsu excitedly commented. That's because Mika jumped. You do that if you want to speed up your offense, because you'll reach the ball sooner, Mio explained. Now you understand what I mean about those three, Ichigo said. Yeah, it's like Mika can control everyone, Ritsu said. Don't make it sound like she's a dictator or something. It's because she's a setter, that's what setters do, they control how their offense will be, plus, she's the captain. That's so cool. By the way you mentioned something about ace for Sakura, what does that mean, Ritsu asked. I knew you'd ask. It's a serve that lands in the opponent's court without being touched, or is touched, but unable to be kept in play by one or more receiving team players, Ichigo answered. Oh, I see. Man you sure know a lot of Ichigo, Ritsu praised. SMA called a timeout so early in the game. It's such a waste, Mio commented. Why do you say so? Well because in every set, each team only has two timeouts, Mio explained. But there's still the two technical timeouts later. I think having two more for each team is already too many, Ichigo reminded. What happens during a technical timeout? When will that happen? asked again by Ritsu. I have a feeling your questions will keep doubling every time. Well, I can't help it if I'm curious. A technical timeout is taken in each set when the leading team reaches the 8th and 16th points, except for the 5th set. Technical timeouts last for a minute as compared to a regular timeout that only lasts for 30 seconds. Boo.
However, with regards to Mio's statement, in my opinion it was a good idea for Coach Utagawa to call for that timeout. Really? Mio and Ritsu said, surprised that the timeout was a good idea. Not only will she remind her players to keep their heads in the game, it will also stop Sakura High from gaining momentum. The referee blew her whistle, calling back the players to get back on the court. Nakanishi with a serve, and that just hit the net. Finally giving a point to SMA. C. Breaking the momentum, Ichigo proved her point. And once again, the two best friends were left speechless. Now it's Aizuka with a serve. And the ball is out, according to the line judges. What? That was in. The ball landed on the line, Coach Utagawa protested. I want a challenge. Sorry we don't have any camera set up for today's practice match so you'll just have to have faith that age hasn't caught up with your friend's eyesight yet. We're not that old. The officials and the coaches all protested. A video challenge is an instant replay review that coaches can request to have a closer look if there were any violations made or if the ball was in or out or if the ball made contact with a player before it went out, Ichigo immediately said after making her comment. I know you'd probably ask so I beat you to it, the announcer said to Ritsu who looked very grateful for Ichigo's info and patience.